everyone, we continue our read-through of the New Testament. Today we are in John 13. John 13 really begins the second half of the Gospel according to John. The first half is often known as the Book of Signs. The second half is known as the Book of Glory uh, when it comes to Christ. And what's fascinating is, is chapters 13 through 17, verse 26, give or take, all take us through a single day. Uh, that is the Thursday of Holy Week. So the, the final day before Christ will be crucified. And so it is often known as Maundy Thursday, uh, which comes from the Latin word mandatum, which means command, based upon the command Christ gives here regarding his disciples for them to love one another as he has loved them. This is one of the most beautiful chapters, really, in, in, the, in the New Testament, as Jesus lays forth in beautiful, humble, loving service to wash the feet of his disciples. An incredible illustration of a far greater cleansing that will soon come. Let's read the whole thing, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it after. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I do not wish wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not on my feet only then, but, but also my, my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was about to betray him. That, that was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garment and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor his messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I'm telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of his disciples whom Jesus loved was reclining at the table close to Jesus. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So that disciple, leaning back against Jesus, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. And Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something for the poor. 
So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so I now also say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Here we are told that having loved his own into the world, Jesus now loved them right through to the end. There was nothing that love could do for them that he did not do. The most immediate outworking of this would be after the supper, uh, which John does not give, which is likely because he has seen it already given in other uh, other gospel accounts and wants to add some of the things that may have not been included, Jesus does something remarkable. He does the job of a slave by washing the disciples' feet. Like so much in the gospel, though, this action carries an, its own and much deeper meaning. The example of humble service and resonates with a much larger theme. John's description of this scene in verses 3-5 through five is, almost as theologically as explicit as Philippians 2, 6-8. For Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God. So he got up from the supper table, took off his clothes, and wrapped a towel around himself, then poured water into a bowl and began to wash his disciples' feet. Jesus would cleanse his followers by his coming death, thereby bequeathing them the sign of recognition for all his followers, humble, suffering, sacrificial love. The scene is all the more poignant in, the, in that Judas is heading off that very moment to betray Jesus. And Jesus is, is hurt by this. I mean, it says that he is troubled in his spirit. He knows all along Judas is going to do this. And yet it is still troubling him. From the beginning, Judas knew this, but his soul still felt at this time, felt the pain of what was going to happen here within the next 24 hours. As he knew of what Judas was going to do, the reality of him drinking the wrath of God the next day became all the more clear. And this, this dark reality of what would come the next day would so shroud over Jesus here in the upper room and especially in the Garden of Gethsemane. And yet, in the midst of that, as Judas leaves to go and to betray him, Jesus makes very clear what this is all about. It's all about love. The power of darkness is closing in, but Jesus meets it with love and even joy. He looks to those disciples who have followed him, and he knows exactly what it is that they will do through his death. He knows the kingdom that will be established. He knows all of these things as the Father has promised him. And so he looks through the suffering to the joy. But in the midst of the darkness, 
the call is to love. To love one another as Christ has loved us. And this is the grand remarkable concept that we need to remember today as the darkness in the world still remains. What is the light that will pierce this world of darkness? It will be the love of God's people. And if the Lord should stoop down as far as that of the lowest slave to wash the feet of his disciples, how low must we be willing to go to serve others? What outer garments are we willing to lay aside for the sake of winning a brother or sister or the sake of caring those for those in need? The delight of Christ may be revealed. Brothers, are we willing to wash one another's feet or have we just washed our hands of one another? This kind of love must mark the community of faith. This is the kind of love that sets us up as bright lights in a broken world. It is the kind of love that poured out from our King Jesus. That same love which radiates upon us today as His own. May we look to Christ, our perfect Savior, who loves so deeply. And may that love characterize us day by day, knowing that even when we struggle, even when we fall like Peter would, as Jesus prophesied that he would do, as he said, you will deny me. Yet Jesus loved Peter. And he did not throw him to the wolves, even when he stumbled. May we follow the, the mindset and the heart of Christ, who restored Peter upon repentance, upon a desire to be restored, into full kingdom service. And may we restore those who are repentant fully into the kingdom, embracing them with love and forgiveness loving and serving them every step of the way until we all are carried home to glory. May we love one another just as He loved us. What a Savior we have. What a glorious lover He is. Oh, what love there is in Christ. May that love be reflected in us. God bless Him.